From mid-September to mid-October, we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. On this episode, find out how Johnson County is observing this annual recognition and hear from a local family. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Teresa Freed, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. Every year, our Johnson County Museum and Library share with residents the rich Hispanic heritage in Johnson County. Today, hear about how they're celebrating. We'll also talk to a local resident who's especially passionate about sharing with residents her Hispanic heritage. Well, thank you all for being here today. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. So let's go ahead and get started just with introductions. So I'm going to have Andrew kick us off, and then we'll go to Alyssa and then Anna. I'm Andrew Gustafson. I'm the Curator of Interpretation for the Johnson County Museum, which is a fancy way of saying I help people access their history. And I get to do that through exhibitions and special programs and things. Um, And for the Hispanic Heritage Month um, event here at the Arts and Heritage Center, I get to uh, secure all the food vendors. So a delicious uh, uh, part of my job. Indeed. All right, Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa Andre. I'm the external communication manager at Johnson County Library. So all of the things that are patron facing and that can help our community come through my desk. Perfect. And Anna? Anna Valdez. Um, excited to share about my family's history with those of you who are curious about Hispanic heritage uh, across Kansas. All right, awesome. And Anna, we came across you in in just kind of an interesting way, um, promoting a social media Hispanic Heritage Month, and we were able to post a local family picture. It was an older picture, and uh, you happened to hop on there and see it and uh, recognize a few familiar faces. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, The the picture you posted was from, uh, I believe, 1936 or 1937, and it featured my grandparents uh, Eladio and Luz Valdez, and my father, uh, David Valdez, and his two older sisters, um, when they were posing for family pictures to send back to their family, extended family in Mexico. All right. Well, we are so appreciative that you recognized your family there and also took the time to comment and then today join us for this episode. So we're going to talk about everything Hispanic Heritage Month in Johnson County. And we're going to start with Andrew. You guys have an annual celebration, which is really great. And you mentioned one piece of that is the food, which is, you know, obviously a highlight. So do you want to talk a little bit about what's happening this year? Yeah, sure. So this is the fourth annual uh, event at the Johnson County Arts and Heritage Center, where the Johnson County Museum is located. Uh, and it includes this year a, a bilingual MC. It'll be Edgar Palacios from the Latinx uh, Education Collaborative. Uh, we also have food, of course. So El Polgarcito, Taco Naco, and Mom's Empanadas, in addition to Paletas from uh, Palacana. Uh, and then also we have music and performers. So poetry from Shanath Carraza, Mariachi uh, Casey Estrella. Um, trio Atzlan and Voces uh, Festivas, uh, a chorus, um, uh, all, all Spanish chorus. So I think that'll be really exciting. And then we have a community art project as well. I'll come in and make some art. So fun for the whole family there. Is there an exhibit there at the museum for people to see? So there's not a special exhibit this year. You know, a couple of years ago, we put together Latinos in the Heartland, which was a digital exhibit, and that's available online now. So a longer history of Latinos in this area. Um, but last year, we introduced a new panel into our exhibit um, about traqueros, uh, track workers for the railroads. 
Um, and so we've been working hard to make connections with the Latino community in Johnson County. It's a community that in the past has not seen themselves um, in our exhibits. And so that takes time to uh, form new relationships, lasting relationships, make that trust um, so that donations can come in to help um, tell those stories that are missing. But um, we were able to connect with folks in the county. Um, and uh, so new things coming in, but also we had this photograph um, from the Claire School from the 1920s or 30s. And two students were unidentified in that photograph um, for all these years. And we found descendants of those um, two children who were in there. And they themselves were the children of truckeros, people working on the railroad tracks in, in parts of Johnson County. So just one aspect of this county's history. And we're working to tell a much uh, fuller um, story of Latinos, um, but that's, that's one of the first steps. So it's pretty exciting. All right, that's that's terrific. And on a hearing that that this population is is being reflected in museum exhibits, and then we'll talk about the library exhibits. Um, thoughts on that? I think that's extremely exciting. And you were talking about the traqueros, and that's exactly how my father, uh, grandfather, I apologize, uh, ended up here in Kansas was through that program uh, to help expand the railroad systems uh, in the United States. So yeah, it's really exciting and. I look forward to seeing and um, hearing all about it. Do you want to talk a little bit more about your family's history in this area? Uh, sure, absolutely. Uh, so as I mentioned, uh, my grandfather, his name was Eladio, um, came from a small town in uh, western uh, western part of uh, Mexico. Uh, the state is called Michoacan. And uh, it just so happens that a lot of people that settled in Wyandotte County and Northern Johnson County uh, during the uh, 20s and 30s were from that area. And, um, you know, it's just kind of how it happens today when we see people immigrate to the United States, whether it's through refugee or through actual immigration, they come in clusters and um, they, you know, want to find that sense of community. Uh, that they uh, left behind and then come to the States and be able to establish that and um, kind of have a sense of home with uh, either family members or, or close uh, friends that they um, knew from before. Um, my grandmother actually came as a small child. Her family came during the Mexican Revolution, which happened in the early 20th century. And uh, her parents and her sibling um, came during that time. And they, I actually found uh, the immigration uh, documentation on uh, ancestry that showed when um, they actually crossed the border and came into the United States. And it was in 1912. And their fa her family was actually fleeing uh, the revolution um, in Mexico. That was pretty, um, it's actually more of a civil war um, than anything. And so uh, they uh, came here and uh, started all over uh, just with the clothes on their back and, you know, planted seeds and, and expanded from there. And when you think of Johnson County, you mentioned home, you know, so are you seeing you know, this population growing and that sense of community and home um, growing as well? You know, it's interesting because um, I think back to uh, my great grandmother. Um, and her name was Petra. And um, that uh, was a really strong challenge for somebody who um, didn't know the culture in this area or didn't know the language or anything. 
but had hope um, to come to a place that was uh, uh, stable and free of violence. And that's kind of the immigrant story we see today or the refugee story that we see today, that people are leaving places in this world that are not safe for children, not safe for them to raise a family, and then come here. Um, a lot of them end up in Kansas. And, and I've had um, friends from other parts of the country ask me, well, how did, how did you know, Hispanics end up in Kansas, you know, and I just chuckle and I'm like, well, you know, they jumped on a railroad card right at the, at the border. And at, at that time, um, you know, a lot of the rail systems crossed uh, Kansas and the Missouri and the Midwest and people got off in various locations and started to settle, plant seeds and, and grow from there. And so it's, it's interesting that a hundred, you know, and 10 years later, people are still experiencing that and still having those um, adventures. Uh, sometimes it's it's successful and and they're able to make a new home in our uh, state or our, our area. And sometimes you know they they have to seek a little bit farther or further and um, find the right place for them. And so I think it, you know the more things change, I mean it's different immigration now, 110 later after years later after my grandmother and her family came, that you know it's a little bit different and the mindset is a little bit different um but the passion that people have as seeing the united states as a place of opportunity hasn't changed and i think that's a phenomenal story that any family um could relate to and, and see the um the point of celebrating you know their heritage and their culture and their food and you know everything in between to you know establish um, what the new generation or the next generation can experience in a new land, in a new country, a new home. That's great information. Thank you so much for sharing that about sure. your family and in your experience. And I, I, when I think about the library, there's so many wonderful programs that support individuals who are kind of going through that assimilation process. We think about um, programs related to citizenship, uh, you know, teaching the process there or um, English as a second language, mm -hmm. things like that. So Alyssa, do you want to talk a little bit about some of those different programs and then also what you guys are doing, especially for Hispanic Heritage Month? Yes, absolutely. So obviously the library, we love learning and discovery and celebration and connecting our community together. Um, no matter where you're from, you know, we offer access freely and we want you to come be a part of our, our community here. So uh, we have the English language learner classes that you mentioned. We've got people from all over the world in these. Uh, we have our citizenship classes. I think as of the summer, we had nine uh, new citizens that have come from the last few years of citizenship classes that we've done. So those are offered on a trimesterly basis. Um, so our next set is going to come up in January, I believe. So they might have some information about that in our December guide coming out. Um, and so then for Hispanic Heritage Month, we obviously want to celebrate that. Um, we've got bookmarks throughout our 14 branches um, with Hispanic Heritage Month book suggestions for both adults and children, uh, fiction books written by um, Hispanic American authors celebrating the culture, um, and then more direct um, nonfiction books kind of learning about the experience. And then throughout the month, we're posting additional book lists and learning resources on our website and blog, um, and throughout our different channels, our e-newsletter, um, our canopy service offers 
bilingual films throughout the year and they have a special Hispanic Heritage Month section on there. Um, our book for e-reading, Libby, has section of Hispanic Heritage Month books for adults and children, so all sorts of resources at the library. Um, and of course, we'll be participating in the Hispanic Heritage Month celebration at the Arts and Heritage Center. We'll have a walk and read at that event. Um, which is two stories posted on either side of a, a signboard and then so you can follow along a path and read one story and stop and turn around and read the other. So this year we have uh, Pepe at the parade where Pepe learns about um, his own heritage and his friend's heritage from different countries and then Imagine, which is a bilingual story by a uh, Spanish poet. And so uh, we'll also have a table at the event. You can sign up for a library card, check out all that we have to offer. We'll have books to check out there. And um, we're going to do a special story time at the Kidscape, which I'm really excited. It's a last minute edition. That is a lot of stuff. Yeah, and there's <laughs> even more, but yeah. you know, I'll, I'll let you come in and find out more about it. <laughs> yes, and of course, people can also go to the library's website to get full details about you know time, location, all of that good stuff related to the Hispanic Heritage um, Month um, materials there. So as we wrap up, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask Anna if. If you could talk to to the residents of Johnson County, um, you know, some people might look at Johnson County and think it's not terribly diverse. And um, what do you want to tell tell our listeners about, you know, embracing those who are different from you and welcoming those who who may be new to the area um, that sort of message? Um, I would say that, uh, you know, in, in uh, challenging people to kind of open their minds and their hearts to learning something different or new about their uh, neighbors. Sure, you know, Johnson County um, isn't as, as diverse as, you know, other parts of, of Kansas, but uh, that's not to say that there's not representation of a variety of cultures. And I love the fact that, um, you know, the museum and the library system is actually collaborating to kind of share out uh, the population, because there have been people in Johnson County of Hispanic heritage um, for generations. And so it's learning that new uh, thing about your neighbor. And, uh, you know, it's it's goes on. It goes something beyond um, Cinco de Mayo. Right. It, it's something more than just a celebratory uh, in the sense of, you know, uh, that holiday, which doesn't really exist in Mexico, but it does exist here in the United States. And then I also would challenge people to say, you know, to think about um, Hispanics as, you know, members of the community, as I was sharing with you, uh, Teresa, you know, I have a cousin that actually donated the pictures to the museum that were posted up on the website um, on social media that um, is, a, a, you know, has been um, at the sheriff's office for nearly three decades. And um, he's proudly represented uh, the sheriff's office um, in his ro various roles and, and loves it. And, you know, I have half of my family lives in Johnson County and the other half lives in Wyandotte County. And then we have smatterings in between um, or outside of the state. And, you know, we're, we're a part of the community. We are in corporate America and county and public services. We're in hospitals as far as, you know, the community as a whole. And we're educators and encouraging people to uh, just appreciate um, the culture in the sense that we're just like every other American. We, we become a part of the community um, and, and push our young people uh, to do more. And that's how I grew up. Uh, you know, uh, faith first, then family, then community, and, and participating in um, whether it's a school event or a church event or a family event, there's always 
uh, something that we could be doing to learn and to challenge ourselves to grow. And I think these two entities is a great way and participating with them is a great way to uh, challenge yourself as a member of the community to learn and grow and uh, experience um, something out of your uh, normal uh, cultural experience. That's wonderful and a terrific message for, for everybody to hear for sure. And again, as we wrap up, we just want to recap that event again, Andrew, if you want to tell us about when, where, and, and how to participate. Yeah, so it's a free event, family friendly, uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. on October 12th at the Johnson County Arts and Heritage Center. So about 87th and Metcalf is where you're looking for it. Um, again, it's free for everyone. There's food, um, desserts, music, dancing, poetry, art, uh, walk and reads. La Mega Radio Station will be there. El Centro will be there. It's a great opportunity if you're curious about the history and culture of various Latino groups. It is a very diverse group. It's not a monolith in Johnson County or anywhere else. And so it's a great way to learn some more um, in, a, in a fun, uh, easy event. It's also, if you're part of the Latino community, a great way to make connections with these organizations that are that will be there and others uh, in the community. So I think it's, it's open to everyone one and I think it's a really um, easy access event so I hope folks come check it out I think it'll be a lot of fun again this year again fourth annual so we're really proud to be able to continue this event all right perfect well again thank you all for being here I appreciate the information about the history here in Johnson County of your family Anna and then also details of the from the library and the museum about the events and exhibits that are happening so everybody go check it out we will have in the show notes more details about those events and where you can get that additional information thanks for listening you just heard Joko on the go Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JocoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogov.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.